0: From worlds beyond, to right at the gaming table, these are all my fantasy children! Welcome all to All My Fantasy Children, my name is Eric Itano Saez. This week, we have a special episode for our junior wizards. It will be an audio drama and a lore refresher all in one. This entire idea was inspired by a prompt from Demoon Rules, and we are so excited to share it with you. So, way back in episode six, Jeff and I decided that in the distant future of our world called fantasy, the source of magic we call the ley lines would be damaged, ushering in what we refer to as the dark future. Now, we haven't gotten to the cause of this event until now. So, to figure out how we got to where we are, I think it is best to look to the past. Enjoy the tale of Celeste Silverna and the end of the Ley Lines. Our tale begins at the creation of fantasy. There are two planes in our universe, the cosmic plane and the material. Before the existence of time itself, two celestial sisters battled within the cosmic plane for control of the material. Their names were Aether and Astra. Ether. The entity of chaos bested her sister and successfully reached the door to the material plane. However, upon entering, her consciousness was split into five beings of tremendous power who would be known simply as the Five. The Five, red, blue, yellow, cyan, and magenta, worked together in harmony to fill the void of the material plane with a near infinite amount of worlds. Collaborative world-building would be their inspiration, the Five only making a world once they had reached a complete consensus. Together, the Five would watch over their worlds and provide its inhabitants with everything they would ever need. That is, until Red became bored with this routine and had an idea. A fun change of pace. A game, perhaps. What if each member of the Five created a culture separately, and these cultures would then inhabit a world together? The twist was, the five would not be an active hand. The cultures would have to grow and learn to thrive on their own. Each of the five would create one relic for their culture to find. These items would imbue their holder with enough power to take the place as a protector and provider for their people. The other four agreed to the terms. The role of overseer would be replaced by parent. The five would let go of their children's hand leaving them free to experience their world alone. But this was no easy task for the Five, as they loved their new children so very much and were not ready to let them go alone. Magenta proposed that the Five dwell within this world, not in their current form, but that they would become a source of power for their children, that within every single living thing would swirl the power of the Five. The beings of this planet would all share a common thread And that thread would be called magic, the essence of life within their new world, fantasy. And so, the world was made. The five gave up their forms and became a network of magical energy within the planet called the ley lines. The hearts of these ley lines would rest beneath the five great cities of fantasy, hidden, protected, safe. And so, the being known as ether, having filled the material plane with chaos energy, rested at last. But what of Astra, the Sister of Order? Over on the Cosmic Plane, Astra continues to attempt to force her will into the Material Plane. With every attempt, Order Energy crosses over, takes form, and becomes what is known as a Demon. Blue and Red, having seen the appearance of demons on previous worlds they've made, secretly created a contingency plan for such an occurrence on Fantasy. Should the planet called Fantasy be threatened by the presence of a Demon... Two beings would be created. These two would possess their creator's corresponding relics and act as a protector and healer to the planet. As fantasy developed and the cultures began their exploration of their region, Astra's will began to influence fantasy. There was word of a prophecy. It spoke of the arrival of a Carrion king. And as the winds of order began to blow, the planet answered back. Formed of the sky itself came Arthur, the Azure King of the Beast Folk, Wielder of the Eyes of the Overseer, and from the burning fire of the cosmos came Lumina Spear, the Flare Star, Ruler of Dragon and Wielder of the Prismatic Pendant. Soon the prophecy became reality, and Astra's will became flesh. A massive amount of order energy became Serath, the Carrion King, a demon with near-limitless power. Sarath began their reign of terror by corrupting an entire region of fantasy with their power of ruin, a power to corrupt and convert anything, living or not, into a minion of the Carrion King. The region twisted by this power would forever be known as the Ruined Lands, a dangerous and unforgiving terrain, a place where the light of the Ley Lines could no longer reach. Arthur and Lumina traveled to the Ruined Lands and battled Sarath. But were unsuccessful in stopping them. It would take the combined power of all five relic-wielders, Arthur, Lumina, Nymphaealachis of Cyan, the machine god of yellow and sprout brussels of magenta, to finally stop Sarath. The demon king was laid to rest at last, but the ruined lands would forever stand as a monument to this evil lord, a region scarred by battle, and the burial place to the greatest threat fantasy has ever known. But as time passed, the world moved on. The legend of Sarath became a children's tale, and the ruined land simply became a region of fantasy where none would simply want to live. Well, that is except for one family. And so this begins the tale of Celeste Silverna, and the end of the ley lines. For generations, the Silverna family has called the land of ruin home life in this place is what we would think of as mundane by fantasy standards. Rise with the sun, work the land, make repairs here and there, eat dinner, go to sleep. There is not much room for adventure when you have a life devoid of magic. As we learned before, ruin is cut off from the ley lines, so the Silverna family have lived their lives without the use of a single magic spell. Ever. Despite that fact, The family has been content and happy for as far back as anyone in that small house can remember. Set in their ways, small family live out their days the way their parents taught them and their parents before them. The Silverna, though, are not without their quirks. For example, one tradition the family has maintained for eons is the drawing. In short, the youngest must draw a pail of water every night for the family to ceremoniously drink before they go to sleep. The water that was used during the day to bathe, drink, cook, what have you, could be from any other source other than that specific well. Once the youngest returned home, a cup would be filled, it would pass from one family member to the next, and it would continue until the pail was empty. The water from this well was seen by the Silverna as the secret to their continued health and happiness in the land of ruin. And their happiness did continue for some time. Life goes on in ruin as it does all over fantasy. Day's End Months pass. Years conclude. Throughout this time, the Silverna family continued their wonderful routine. Rise, work, repair, eat, draw from the well, sleep. That is, of course, until Celeste Silverna, the youngest of her family, went out, as she had hundreds of times, to draw a pail of water from the well. Celeste stepped out into the cool evening air. The twinkling stars lighting her way down that very familiar path. Pale in hand, she hummed a simple tune as she strolled along toward her goal. Celeste loved the drawing. It was her time and no one else's. A silent time for reflection before she drifted off to bed. As she came upon the... Suddenly the pale fell to the ground. Her eyes and mouth wide. There... Where her family's well stood for generations was an enormous, nightmarish pit. Seemingly bottomless, it spewed a dark miasma that made her choke as she approached the abyss. She stood at the edge, frozen with fear, the miasma beginning to swirl all around her. Deep within the chasm, she could see a faint, sickly green light pulsing like a heartbeat. Celeste found it strangely beautiful this beautiful green she was snapped back to reality as a roar bellowed from the depths and the ground began to quake as Celeste took off running the earth around the pit began to crack and fall the ground gave way behind her as she sprinted narrowly missing the openings by a foot finally she reached her home her lungs burning with exhaustion. She was greeted by the terrified, frozen faces of her parents staring back toward the well. Only they were setting their gaze skyward. As Celeste turned, she saw an enormous darkness rising from the ground, towering into the heavens. What she saw, she would be unable to describe for the rest of her life. It was as if her every fear took form. The sky turned an inky black, the rumbling intensified, knocking the family off of their feet. And then it stopped. A beam of cerulean blue light fired into the heavens from a far-off land. Then, a beam of yellow, red, cyan, magenta. The colors pierced the pitch-black sky, pushing back the shadow cast by this entity. Celeste saw the beams replaced by five enormous animals of light. The giant beasts faced the entity, letting out a deafening roar of defiance, and together rushed toward the great shadow. A great whale of cyan, shining in the moonlight. A mighty tortoise of yellow, bearing a mountain on its back. A ferocious eagle of blue, whose talons pierced the sky a fiery frog of red with a blaze hotter than the sun itself and a magnificent horse of magenta who could outrun time. These six beings charged across the planet, unleashing the full might of their power. At the Nexus Lake, the beings clashed. There was a blinding light, a wave of great force, and for Celeste, a long silence. When she came to Celeste was far from her home in ruin. She stood up, dusted herself off, and tried to get her bearings. The first thing that she noticed was the sky. It was... wrong. It resembled cracked pane of glass. Enormous chunks missing from it, giving a view into another world or another plane. The chill of evening blew over her, making Celeste shiver. Her top priority became clear in this strange new place. Shelter, and food. As she scoped out the nearby area for a place to settle in, she noticed the smoke of a campfire not far from her. Celeste knew she would be safer in a group than alone. But then again, this was her first time out of ruin. She would have to learn to make friends that weren't her family. And quickly, she set off walking toward the campfire, all the while studying these strange new plants and animals. How far was she from ruin? there wasn't anything like this back home. Now that she thought of it, why wasn't she at the campfire yet? It couldn't have been more than a mile. But Celeste had been walking now for two hours, and it still seemed a mile off. She should have... Pause. Our prompt this week comes to us from De Moon Rules. The prompt is... A stray beam of light from a field caught the eye of a passerby. When they investigated further, they found a mostly buried weapon. Astonishingly, it was the right size for its new owner. The ancient weapon hungered, and the leeching began anew. Right along the path, impossible to miss, was a small beam of light coming from the ground. Pushing away dirt and some leaves, she found the source. The light was coming from a lacquered, blackthorn box, a little worn with time, but humming with an energy that Celeste found inspiring. She set the box down on the ground and mustered up the courage to open it. A foul-smelling air wafted from it, but when the smoke cleared, within the box was a small, ornate wand. Celeste found it to be the most beautiful thing she had ever seen and picked it up to get a better look. As she did, a deep hum shot through her hand and spoke directly into her mind. Oh, child of ruin, The battle for the cosmos swirls within you, born of the well of chaos. For years you drank deep from the waters of order. The light you bear is not of this realm, but it is still light. We five are weak, and our power no longer provides for this world. Only you, a being of both chaos and order, can wield the event horizon and heal this broken world. Seek out our dying embers, gather, gather them within the wand, and let them burn once more with the lone star in the sky. Do not fear, O oh child of ruin. The world is with you. The wand went silent. Celeste sat down on the path and looked up at the night sky, so different now from her walks to that well, but still the same sky. She took her moment of reflection. As she had hundreds of times and thought, it is my time. It is time for the drawing. I hope you all enjoyed the tale of Celeste Silverna. If you did, consider telling a friend or giving us a shout out on social media. It helps the show reach new people and do bigger and cooler things. You could also consider backing our Patreon at patreon.com slash allmyfantasychildren. If you would like to submit a prompt for use in a future episode, you can tweet us at AMFC_Podcast, underscore podcast, email us at allmyfantasychildren at gmail.com, post in our Discord, or use the prompt submission form at allmyfantasychildren.com. We will be back next week with both Senior Wizards. But until next time, good night, and good game.